today thank you all for setting worship so well from our wonderful singers to, to our beautiful band to our lovely babies dancing I need a little more Jesus this worship has been set before God as a sacrifice that even in the midst of a pandemic we bring the sacrifice of praise we thank God for the move of God. I 
want you to recognize you serve a God of a second chance. And anybody that is on their second chance now, meaning you blew the first one. And as uh, someone wrote in a comment one day, uh, they were on their 50th second chance. If you've known you've blown more than one second chance, I just want you to tell somebody in your home, in the chat box, just tell them, I'm living by grace. It's not me, it's grace. It's not me, it's grace. If it hadn't been for the Lord's grace, I would have given up a long time ago. I'd, I'd have threw in the towel, but, but God's grace. That, 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 that song said, I almost let go. I was right at the edge of a breakthrough and couldn't see. The devil thought he had me. But Jesus came and grabbed me. And then he held me close. Why did you hold him? Why did you hold him, Jesus? He, the person said, I know why he held me. He held me so I wouldn't let go. <laughs> And there's somebody I'm talking to right now, God's holding you, so you won't let go. You keep trying to let go and God keep holding you. You keep trying to let go, God said, I got you. But I let go, no you didn't, because I'm holding on to you. Oh! God's holding somebody this morning. That's it, that's it. God's mercy kept me so I wouldn't let go. One more time. God's mercy kept me. Why did he keep me? So I wouldn't let go. I need to just say that one more time. God's mercy kept me. Me. Why to keep it, y'all? So, so I, I wouldn't would let go. Okay, okay. I need to I need to lift up this story in Jonah, read in your hearing today, and for a few minutes. I won't be long. I promise you. I want to just raise this story before you. It's, it's this story that ends chapter four. I can't do it all today, but I wanna get to something, at least partially dig in it, and I'll really flush out this plant next week. But I just wanna lift up verse six and seven. So the Lord God prepared a plant. This is Jonah four, for those of you who follow me. And I'm reading from the Amplified Version. So the Lord God prepared a plant, and it grew up over Jonah, and it was a shade over his head to spare him from discomfort. And Jonah was extremely happy about the protection of the plant. 
but God prepared a worm. When morning dawned the next day and it attacked the plant and it withered. When the sun came up, God prepared a scorching east wind and the sun beat down on Jonah's head so that he fainted and he wished to die and said, it is better for me to die than to live. Jonah wanted to give up. I want to talk again. God of a second chance. God of a second chance. This is part five. Stay with me for a minute. I love this idea of God giving multiple opportunities, which means, in, in fact, that we have in our lives sometimes multiple failures. The only reason you need multiple opportunities is you had multiple failures. In the absence of failures, the first opportunity would do. The reality of God's grace is that God keeps giving us opportunities to get it right with him. The problem with most good religious folk, good Christians, the ones that got that good religion, is that we are, because maybe we didn't use as many chances or opportunities or second time arounds as someone else, we have the tendency to get rather uppity about it, somewhat persnickety, somewhat, we kind of get into a space of a better than righteousness. Oh, it happens in life all the time and in every area of life. If you have more money than other people, you start feeling like you start smelling yourself. If you got a car and everybody else walking, you, you kind of feel some type of way. It's easy, you know. If you came from the, the projects and you rose to wealth and fame, you look back at project dwellers and you want to say, ah, I made it. As though everybody had the chance you had. As though no one helped lift you up. You turn around, look at folks trying to lift up your nose and you act like you all that. I get sick of folk who talk about people with a livable wage at $15 an hour like it's some big deal. Like, like you're going to turn around and all of a sudden become a millionaire tomorrow because you made a livable wage. When the wage of, of a minimum wage at $15 an hour is what, what, all people, all economists said, this is the bare bones you need to survive. Walmart, and, and I could be wrong, but I think I'm right. Walmart celebrated and was upset with the fact that their e-commerce only went up by 69% during the pandemic. That means that they made 69% more money this year during the pandemic than they did last year. And now you want to begrudge someone 
$15 an hour, which would only be a percentage of the money you made extra over a pandemic. With some kind of graduated scale. Well, we'll start at the base 11 and then our other people will get to 15. Come on. Somehow, the capitalistic mindset of more and more has to at some way give way to humanity. But we have a problem. Righteous folk have it. Rich folk have it. Folks that have complex or complexions that other folk value have it. Folk that have shapes that other folk laud have it. Folk that have hair that other people want to have have it. Folk that have height that other folk wish they could attain have it. Folk that have the look that other folk think would be an IG model have it. It's the, it's the idea that you're better. In case you don't know it, somebody ought to tell you your stuff still stank. And underneath the skin, you're just as insecure as everybody else, which is why you keep trying to tell yourself you're better. Oh, I, I, I might scare you today, so stay with me. Mother Teresa said it best when she says, if you judge people, you have no time to love them. And we spend so much time judging one another. Judging people. Judging people for their ailments, judging people for their look, judging people for what they have or don't have. We spend too much time judging people, othering everybody. If you're not in my group, you're not the same. You're no good. You know, our judgments interfere with many of our relationships because we spend so much time judging folk. We spend so much time condemning people. <clears throat> we spend so much time putting people in boxes and Christians spend a lot of time placing a lot of folk in hell. Because based on our recollection, ain't but a few going to heaven. At least not if you at the gate. You're going to be at least two surprises when you get to heaven. The first surprise is going to be that you're going to see some folk you didn't think were going to be there. The second surprise is going to be you there. <laughs> Judging gives us a sense of righteousness. We judge folk. It gives us a sense of righteousness. I don't know why, but it does. And for some strange reason, we like to feel higher than mighty. 
you know, I, I guess Carl Jung, the great psychologist and wonderful, uh, wonderful thinker about psychoanalysis, wrote and said these words, thinking is difficult. That's why most people judge. Most people spend too much time judging. And, and, and let me tell you something. That's Jonah's problem. Jonah's been given an assignment, and he spends too much time judging the people that he's been assigned to preach to. And so Jonah's judgment caused him to engage in three really horrible things. First of all, he engaged in the devaluation. Devaluation. He devalued the lives of others while elevating his own existence and the existence of his countrymen. The devaluation. You're nobody because I'm somebody. The devaluation. I look at people who think that they're all that, and I wonder, you know, you've got a big high-sedity job, but what are you going to do when your plumbing goes out? you got a high-sedity job, but you're not an electrician, and if the lights go out, you would not know how to get it back on. I don't care how many millionaires and billionaires are out there in Texas, and there are a whole bunch of them. Right now, all their money don't mean nothing. They need, need regular workers, electricians, carpenters, plumbers, to bring the city back. You can't work without everybody. Everybody contributes, even though they contribute differently devalue somebody else's contribution? How long do you think you last if you're told to stop working in your house? How long could you stay there before your house, no matter how beautiful, would not be worth living in? Devaluation. But, but not only did he have a devaluation, but he had a, he had a demonization. In terms of he demonized them that everybody here is evil. Yes, the wickedness of the people came up before the Lord. Yes, they did some evil things. Yes, they had some evil activities. They participated in some evil stuff. Let me help you right here. But everybody was not involved. You know, one writer says that the text says there were at least 120,000 there. But the city had over 600,000 people. So the, the wonder is, was it the case that there were 120,000 innocent people in the city and God said, there's no way I'm going to take out 120,000 innocent folk just to get at you demons. Sometimes. We like to make everybody else the enemy. I, I, one of the things that really stuck in my craw at the beginning of this pandemic was the fact that, that the former president kept calling the virus by the name of a country. He kept hammering it home. He knew it was COVID-19. He knew it was, he knew what it was. And instead he kept naming the country. And now everybody is surprised that people are beating up Asians in the street. What did you think would happen? People's minds 
are hurt and wounded and psychologically folk are going through a lot. You can't light a fuse on a bomb and not expect it to explode. There are Asians in the street, old and young, being beaten because you could not accept the fact that it was a worldwide crisis. Instead, you demonize. And in demonizing, you put in jeopardy the lives of many. And I weep. Because it's not just crazy folk. Folk that used to be sane who are doing insane things. The demonization of folk. But then, which goes along with one on the devaluation the final one is the dehumanization. See, if I don't see you as human, then I can do anything to you. If I don't see your humanity, if I don't see that you have flesh and blood and skin and hurt, if I don't see that you have a mother and a father and siblings that love you, if I don't see the fact that you're just people, then I can put you into a category of some wild animal and I can treat you like a wild animal. That's what happened in prisons that need to be reformed, where you'll take a human being, put them in a solitary confinement, and leave them for months on end and expect to go back and find them with the same sanity they went in there with. You can't stay in a room by yourself too long. How long do you think a person can be locked into a cage with no outside contact? The human mind is not made that way. Dehumanize people. And the dehumanization of people, now we have put them in a situation where they're no longer part of the human race, therefore I can do whatever I will. I can line them up and kill them. I can line them up and put them in a concentration camp. I can line them up because you don't follow my religious affiliation. I can put you in a camp and say you're not the right kind of person. Because you don't live your life the way I believe you should. I can line you up and I can say you can't work here. Because you don't dress the way I think you should. I can tell you there's not a job for you in my company because I can therefore take your humanity from you, take your individuality, your free choice, and that even is to sin, and remove it. <sighs> you see, I want to share something with you that's going to mess your head up. When concern for the other, and, and let me hold this for a moment before you put it on the screen. When concern for the other is, is removed and compassion is withheld, ultimately calamity can be weaponized. And that which is abhorrent becomes acceptable. 
becomes acceptable. Hiroshima, Nagasaki, that which is abhorrent, the dropping of a bomb upon the innocent, that which is abhorrent becomes acceptable. Scary to think we lose ourselves and the selfishness that comes with demonization, the selfishness that comes with devaluization, and the selfishness of demonizing. I, I, um, I don't have much more time. My, my time is almost up. But, but I want to remind you that God was trying to teach Jonah a lesson. Here, here, here. Come here, Jonah. Plant grows up. Plant dies. Plant grows up, protects Jonah. Plant dies. And Jonah gets upset with God. But God's trying to teach him something. And let me, let me help what God's trying to teach him. God's trying to teach him that vengeance belongs to God. If there's going to be some judgment, it's going to be divine judgment. And God knows how to judge. He don't need your help. Matter of fact, he, he, he'll even accept some conversation with you about withholding judgment and offering mercy. But he don't need your help judging. Some of us are, are, are molten bean people. We're looking at, at what's in somebody else's eye, not realizing what's in our own. Um, what was it? I don't know which group it was. It might have been the Williams brothers that said, sweep around your own front door before you try to sweep around mine. It, it is amazing how many folks are busy sweeping other folks' houses and not getting paid for it. Okay, come on back. I'm almost done. My time is really out. Let me help you. Leviticus 19 and 18, write it down. Go back and read it. It says, you shall not take vengeance. That's what God says. Nor bear any grudge against the children of your people, but you shall love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. Deuteronomy 32, 35, vengeance is mine. That's what God says. But, but, but as I try to close here, Jonah was in his feelings. Y'all do know I, I would call Drake and ask him to help me with this song right here. Oh, I'm sorry, wrong crowd, wrong crowd. <laughs> wrong crowd, wrong, wrong crowd. I, cause, Cause sometimes Jonah was in his feelings. And for those of you a little older, let me help you about what that means. That means, the slang means, is making, he, he making it personal, he's emotional about it. And some of y'all get up in your feelings. Preach, Watts. I'm talking to folk right now. 
And when you get in your feelings, you think you know more than God. Get him, God. Kill him, God. Pay him back, God. God curse him. Just because you in your feelings. And Jonah being in his feelings, man, I haven't even gotten to the to the main part. Can, can I can I can I just can I just give you three quick things? But I'm not even at the sermon yet. I, I'm just in the introduction, y'all. I just I'm, I'm I'm just talking. I'm just talking. I'm just because see, Jonah Jonah is filled with his feelings to the point that he has resentment, rage and ruthlessness in his heart. He resents what God's done, he's angry about it, and he's totally ruthless. He is totally lacking compassion. And some of us get the spirit of Jonah on us where we resent what God does for other people and the grace God extends to other people. We get enraged. Why didn't they get punished? Why didn't they get what they deserve? We get all upset and we get totally ruthless, knocking compassion, not caring about what happens to the other. We get all Jonah when we get up in our feelings. And, and, and I'll I, I close with this last alliteration because this, this will help you here. Um, Jonah, when you get all up in your feelings, you start saying some real dumb stuff. I know, I know that just hit somebody. I know it hit you. It, it just, you start thinking you could tell God off. God, I'm through. Don't want to be bothered with church no more. Tired of them church people. They won't let me do what I've been called to do. I'm sick of them. I'm out of here. Hit the road, Jack. Ain't going back no more, no more, no more, no more. I ain't preaching no more. Ain't singing no more. Ain't gonna play no more. Who they think they are? I got a gift. I got an anointing. Oh, oh, so, so now you done quit serving God and start serving your so-called anointing because God ain't directing you no more. Who <laughs> oh, I'm preaching in here today, Jesus. I'm preaching in here today. Guess what? Guess what? Guess what? Guess what? You done gone, you done lost it, and you done had a temporary breakdown. But I'm gonna bring you back right now. Because see what Jonah had a breakdown. He had a breakdown. He had a breakdown. Because he became, Jonah became irrational, irascible, and downright impertinent. And it was all directed at God. Just rude, rude, rude. Now, y'all think that's a crazy place to stop, but it's not. Here's the lesson. With all Jonah did 
wanting to give up, wanting to die, ready to throw in the towel, instead of God giving him his walking papers, instead of God striking him down, instead of God cursing him, instead of God giving him a whooping, what God allowed him to do was to have an experience that would open up his eyes to the mind of God. And what I want to tell somebody right now, your next move, I know you've been frustrated, but your next move now is to pray, Lord, give me the experience that opens my mind up to your mind. I know I'm tired. I know I've been through a whole lot. I know I may be talking out my head, and I know I've had a rough go, but God, I thank you for experiences that help me see the mind of God, that remind me of who you are. Thank you, God for not giving up on me and not throwing me down. God did not give up on Jonah and he's not giving up on you. God is a God of a second chance and he's not giving up on you, sister. He's not giving up on you, brother. He loves you too much. Don't you worry. God is going to bless you, cover you, protect you. Only so he can show you his will. And what you will find is that no matter what you say, he still loves you. And if you take nothing from this word today, take this. God understands what you're going through and even how you feel. And he loves you anyway. Don't give up on God because he won't give up on you. Guess what? He's able. God of a second chance. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Well, I'm out of time, but I'm not out of word. I love you all with the love of the Lord. I want to just give an opportunity to somebody today. If you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ and the pardon of your sins and you want to give your life to God, I want you to give your life to a God that loves you, a God that loves you, a God that knows who you are. And I want you to become an I member today. We, we will celebrate with you. We're delighted to bring you into the fellowship of the Lord Jesus Christ. You can contact us at one of those ways there, one of the phone numbers, 860-443-6046, extension 110. I want you to get involved, call us, get in touch with us, email us. We would love to be in contact with you and lead you into the path of righteousness. Believe in your heart, confess with your mouth, you shall be saved. I don't know about you, but I've had a great worship today. I wouldn't trade it at all. Wouldn't trade it at all. Wouldn't trade it at all. I want you to get ready to give so into the kingdom of God. Get your tithes and offering ready. Um, you, get, you can give now by GiveLify and uh, by, by mail or by cash app. Please get, get your gifts ready. 
get your gifts ready. We, we know that this is not easy to keep giving this way, but we know God is going to bless you and he's going to keep you and he's going to cause his face to shine upon you as you honor him with your gifts. So get your gifts ready. I love you now with the love of the Lord. Let's pray over our gifts today. God, we thank you for the tithe and the offering. The tithe belongs to you. Thank you for giving your people a mind to sow into good soil. And I pray, God, that you give them a harvest. Let them see, Lord, that even as they sow, you're going to bless. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. I love you. God bless you.